Simply Abundant Intuitive Hour, The Journey of Attachment, a special series that takes a deep dive into the topic of insecure attachment and why you can't let go. Here's Tracy Crossley. Howdy, howdy, howdy. We are back with another Journey of Attachment. Yes, siree, number 371. And this is a fun one. I There's some topics where I'm just absolutely like, oh my God, I could probably talk for hours about this. So this one is, I've been working on myself forever and I still attract jerks. <gasps> oh my God. I remember that so well, by the way. Holy shit. I remember working on myself for years and being like, okay, universe, what the fuck? My life doesn't look any different. I know I feel different on the inside, but what is going on on the outside here? And that's because I wasn't taking full responsibility. That's the thing. Real quick, before I start this. It is all about that. It is all about us being the captain of our own ship. The universe isn't the captain of our ship. We are. So you got to be ready and open. All right. So starting off with the story today. I have been working on myself forever. As I said, I used to say this all the time out of frustration because nothing on the outside ever seemed to change. And I remember distinctly when I was dating and how I could not figure out why I was still attracting the same kind of people, I actually developed a fear around dating. I was so afraid I would start dating someone and like them and that they would disappear. Oh my God. Right after all my attachment issues, oh, it just became torture. Because it, what it would do is keep me from dating for long periods of time. And at the same time, it would just torture me because I would get, oh gosh, so tied up in fear. And so I would think, okay, I'm just going to work on myself. And I'd work on myself alone. And by the way, working on yourself alone is so not the same as allowing yourself to get out there and date, especially when you're afraid of what you might attract. So this didn't really help me and it prolonged my singlehood. Absolutely. I mean, I shouldn't say it didn't help me. Of course, everything you do, you learn and grow. But in terms of my singlehood, it did not do anything to get me out of singlehood as long as I have focused on, well, I'm working on myself. I'm working on myself. I'm working on myself. You know, I know other people will say stuff like that. Well, I'm working on myself, so I can't date right now. That's such an excuse, by the way. It's bullshit. So when you work on yourself alone, that doesn't prepare you for dating. When you work on yourself alone, it doesn't prepare you for a relationship. So that was me, totally. And I would get angry thinking, holy crap, all I do is work on myself and try to be self-aware. And yet here I am struggling and wondering why and going, hey, universe, where is my person? So it took me a while to see changes on the outside. It absolutely did. And for me, change started to happen in other parts of my life first because I opened in other parts of my life. Okay. It wasn't like the universe was standing there. Okay. Like going to grant me wishes or punish me. But all of a sudden it wasn't like the universe said, okay, you've been good. Here you go. Although I thought for a long time that was pretty much what was going to happen. That somehow I would be owed that. And I'm being honest and admitting it. Totally. I'm honest about admitting all this kind of crap. Oh boy. So it was more about me doing things differently and not just feeling differently. It was the action that made the difference. Yep. See, we can feel different inside because we're thinking different. Yeah. So we're reacting to our thoughts thoughts differently, which create maybe different feelings, but it's still in a vacuum. It is not happening outside. No. And that's what I was doing. I was feeling it, 
You know, I'd read things, go, yeah, I get that. I got that. I'm good at that. Until I started dating, of course. And then I'm trigger central, right? I'm just getting triggered all over the place. Like, oh my God, this person is uh, is this way and therefore I'm going to react to that and therefore I'm going to run and hide or whatever my problem was. So <clears throat> in doing things differently, it really was the difference. So I felt that I was always in a hurry. I always was in a hurry. I was in a hurry to do things. Like if I started dating, I wanted immediate gratification. I need somebody to answer me now, right? I would um, start dating somebody and I wouldn't want things to go slow or I would want things to go super, 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 super slow. It depended. Like, can we just take our time and not really move this thing along and we'll just kind of keep things super slow, okay? So, I, I mean, I did all sorts of crap like that. And I really had to make myself be in the moment in all parts of my life. I had to deal with my own angst and feelings that came up because I was doing that. So it changed everything for me. It changed my business. It changed my relationships. And so by the time I got to dating, that's that was like the last frontier. So I had to look at how fucked up my expectations were. Again, I treated the universe as though it was my parent where I was waiting for reward or punishment. And this is something I think at times still comes up in odd ways. But at the time, I felt I really felt like I had been doing so well and working so hard that I expected a really great person to show up. And the problem was a really great person could have shown up and I would have not recognized them. I know you guys have heard that stuff before. It's so true, though. I cannot tell you how true that is. It's true. You will not recognize them. You will find problems with them because if they're open and available and they seem to like you, you're going to think something's wrong with them because you're not open and available. When you are, you still might struggle with somebody liking you, having to let them in, as I discussed on one of my last podcasts. So I was still looking at things <clears throat> through my old filters, even though I had changed a lot. I was missing how change didn't just mean, uh, you know, things need to look different on the outside, it really was about how I felt in the moment, not just, oh, I'm thinking different thoughts and gee golly whiz, now I'm having a different reaction to my thoughts and I feel differently. No, it wasn't that way. It was on what I chose to focus on and how I focused. And I spent a lot of time focused on my old checklist and not realizing I was doing so. And I thought I was open. Ha 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 ha. I was not open. I was not open because there was a wall of fear that was still there. So with my expectations and my wall of fear, it was really hard to even allow myself to take the risks that I needed to take. So I remember like this, there's different dates. Like I remember this one date I had with this guy where I was telling him I'm not going to do anything physical with somebody until I'm emotionally connected, till I know that the relationship is in a place where I felt okay with myself doing that because I didn't want to have the backlash from me doing something before I was ready, like being attached to somebody, God forbid, that I wasn't emotionally ready to be attached to, right? And I just remember this one guy like took total offense to this. And it was really funny because he's like, oh, you're probably frigid and cold. You know, you're, you're probably um, like my ex-wife, you know, and then he starts talking about how he was like into threesomes and shit like that. And, um, and it was really a very uncomfortable date. <laughs> and I remember, and I was like, and I was still sort of seeing that other person that was, um, you know, in my life and not in my life. And so 
I just remember sitting there going, oh, my God, I don't want to be here. I don't want to be here. I mean, I was, and it was funny because when I sat down, I was attracted to him physically. But I just was so uncomfortable. And then I was second-guessing myself. And so that made it even harder because I leave a date like that, and what did that do? That gave me that self-fulfilling prophecy, right? Oh, God, here's another jerk, Okay. I mean, I remember years ago, and this is so funny, it was just a story, um, and I'll share it, because why not, right? So, and this was way, 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 way back, and, you know, I've probably only been divorced a couple years at this point, and I had met somebody on an app, or not an app, at the time it was a website, and, you know, I was working, I work, I, the area I live in, Okay, I live in Los Angeles, right? But getting around Los Angeles, if you've ever been here, is like a nightmare. Uh, yeah, you could have to drive like 40 miles and it'll take you three hours of your life. So long story short, I was driving from one end, I'm like in northern LA, to uh, almost to Ventura County, okay, for this one thing, I job I was doing. And a friend of mine had come with me one day because I was running things. And so she, you know, she came with. And so I ended up talking to him and he's like, oh, well, why don't on your way back, because I'm on your way back, why don't we meet for a drink? Sure. So I had my, fr but I'm like, I have my friend with me. And he's like, oh, you can bring your friend. So we, we go to this place as a Mexican restaurant. And so find him sitting at the bar and he's like, well, there's only one chair here. I'm like, oh, okay. And he goes, well, I guess we could find a table so your friend has somewhere to sit. And I'm just like, oh, this is interesting so far. And then we, he gets up and he walks in front of me. He goes, I'm going to walk in front of you so you can look at my ass and check my ass out. And I was like, hmm, this is interesting. <laughs> you guys should all write me and tell me all your bad dates. I would love that. In fact, send me all of your bad dates because I will do a podcast about that. All right. So anyway, I just think it's funny. Um, so we ended up sitting down, and the three of us, and all he could do was insult my friend. I was just like, whoa, this is really a trip. And I didn't really have a lot to say to him. And at the time, you know, I had my kids, obviously. I was a single mom from pretty early age for my kids. And, uh, you know, I was uh, not a lot on time at that point. Anyways, he is talking and then he goes, you know what? I, I just, I just have to go do this thing. He goes, I'm just watching that family over there with that kid. And they were celebrating a kid's birthday. It wasn't like a, it was just a table of mom, dad, and the kid. And he had to get up and go over there and tell them how adorable their kid was and how much he wanted to have kids. And, you know, he just needed to make the statement to them and then he came back and he's like, you know, I really want to have kids. And um, I just thought they needed to know that they're really wonderful for taking their kid out. I mean, it was just like, I don't even remember the whole conversation. I just remember my reaction going, what in the fuck? Okay. Um, I wanted to go. I, at the time, you guys have to remember too, I had, you know, probably self-awareness um, of a caterpillar. I didn't have a lot of self-awareness back then. So... That was another example back then, because this is, you know, a dialogue I had for years of I was somehow being punished. And at the time, I was working on myself. You see, I was. But my self-awareness, when I look back to that time and now, whoo, big difference. 
And um, I just remember when I was leaving, he's like, yeah, you know, I don't really think we're a match. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I don't either. Uh, it's okay. And then, of course, we get in the car and my friend was just so insulted by him and irritated. Uh, but the point is that I had that mantra. I was still disappointed. Okay. I still felt like, God, I've been working on myself. Even when I left my marriage, I thought that. I thought I was ready for somebody who was open and available. Although I wouldn't have characterized it that way. I, I think I characterized it differently. But my point is like all along the way, I had this idea that I was open and available. So here's the thing that's changed. The happy ending. What was happy is I took risks. I scared the shit out of myself. I stopped and recognized I was a captain of my own ship and that the universe was not fucking me. I was. I stopped complaining that the universe should be doing more for me, that the universe is somehow letting me down because I seemed to attract jerks and nobody I wanted to date. It wasn't true. It's just where I focused. You know, again, whatever it is that we cannot stand dealing with, it's going to be right in our face until we go, hey, what's my part, right? So I had these preconceived notions that are based on some fairy tale that I saw a movie or a story that would say, hey, I'm going to be rewarded in the same way. You know, Prince Charming is going to come along. But the funny part about believing that is that you never recognize the packages when they start to show up. And that was the problem for me until it wasn't a problem. And I was open because I was clueless. And I said to myself, I have a lot of awareness, but I am totally clueless when it comes to what a healthy person would be in my life because I've never had one. So having expectations about who I attracted or not had very little to do with getting into a healthy relationship. I had to look at where I was at and that was super hard, but here I am and I'm in a great relationship. So I'll give you another example, not of me, but in general. You've been dating on and off. You one week decide you're going to go back on a dating app and meet people. You get frustrated and maybe go out on a date though, you know, just like, okay, I'm going to do it. Fuck it. Or maybe you just get frustrated and say, no, I'm not doing this anymore. Whatever it is, you'll say, oh, I'm just going to meet somebody naturally. I'm going to meet them wherever I go. Yeah, I hear that crap all the time. So that's fear, by the way. So maybe a week or days or months go by and you realize it isn't working and you're lonely and you feel like shit and you're pissed at the universe because you're wondering where is your guy or gal. And there just seems to be jerks and you really don't want to go back on that dating app. So you just complain that you have worked your ass off on how wonderful you are and that you can't figure out why you can't meet somebody who is more like you. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. Here's your call to action. If you want something different, you have to do what you've never done. I'm sure you've heard that one before, guys. All right. Why is this important? It's important because you either want to get the fuck out of your way or do you want to keep coming up with excuses about how you see things and your own expectations? Mm -hmm. It matters if you actually want to have a healthy relationship because you're gonna need to look at different packages of people differently than you have. You don't realize how you make choices based on things that you say are important because you're on autopilot. You gotta get out of autopilot. It also matters because getting into a healthy relationship requires you to love yourself enough that you're going to allow yourself to choose someone based on how you feel rather than what you think. I know what you're thinking. You're thinking only losers or boring people fit that criteria. And you can't imagine doing that. Did you ever notice that all the drama and intensity doesn't have you focused on you and how you actually feel deep down inside? But it keeps you focused on things like intensity and drama. So you're totally avoiding yourself. Yes. So when you think 
I need to have a person who checks the boxes, you need to ask yourself why. Because I guarantee you that the boxes you have need to be updated and you need to take some risks if you want to change. If you want to, you want this shit to stay the same, just keep doing what you're doing, okay? And you can keep bitching at the universe and you're just stuck in a pattern that is never going to end because it can't end when you do crap like this. You have to be able to step outside of it. It's up to you, okay? The universe will follow suit because it's just a mirror for what you do. Seriously, it's a mirror for what you do. So if you're like me and I looked for these shitty ass dates, okay, I did, even though I never would have admitted it back then because I had a checklist that was not really meant for a healthy relationship, although I could have told you it was. And heck, I think I even borrowed some of those lists from some places, right? Yeah. Okay. So we really don't see ourselves clearly because remember, you're on autopilot 95% of your day. You've got to become aware so you could take yourself off. And I hope that's the biggest thing you guys get too from my podcast or, oh man, that makes me more aware of stuff that I'm doing. Cool. I have a tool. I got a flashlight here. I can see my shit and I can change it and I'm going to change my life. All right. Here's your tips. Number one, what do you really want? What do you actually want? Seriously, what do you want? Do you want a person in your life to offer you relief in terms of having to focus on yourself so you can focus on their dysfunction? Meaning if you have somebody where you're having drama and intensity, your focus is on them. And that gives you relief because you don't have to focus on you, right? So is that what's happening? Because you want to remember that Drama and intensity are usually a sign you're not connected to your deeper feelings, and instead you may be needing to work out some more of your beliefs. Yeah. Number two, do you really feel like all you attract are jerks? Get curious. What is a jerk? Define a jerk. What is that? How consistent or inconsistent are you? Are you playing games? Do you try to ignore or say, oh, I better not call them back. I got to wait three days or whatever or hide, or be coy, or mysterious, or any of that bullshit. What are you doing? Look at your own inconsistency. Look at the shit you do. I used to do this crap, so I know. And I used to think, oh my god, it's just them. Like the guys I described, right? It was just them. I wasn't looking at me. I was totally devoid of looking at me. I was just, then I'd get into my old, oh look, I just proved my belief right. I'm going to be single forever. Like, that's what I did. I know it. At the time, I did not know it. Now, oh my gosh, yes. All right, number three. Let's say that you feel your behavior is open, vulnerable, and that you're saying exactly who you are and what you're about. In other words, where is your consistency with wanting to truly connect? So if you are doing that, okay, and people say this all the time, but a lot of times their behavior is actually opinionated rather than open. Like you have an opinion about another person that you think you're being honest about, but you're not really being honest with yourself, right? So you have to look at that. You got to look at where you are saying one thing and acting differently, because I guarantee you, you're not consistent. When you become consistent, your whole dating world changes. Yeah, your words and actions match to your feelings. All of it changes. I swear it does. Okay, so here's a call to action one last time. If you want something different, you have to do what you've never done. Universal right. You have the right to keep blaming the jerks or the universe or whoever and be miserable, or you can start looking where you haven't been. Mm-hmm. Two related podcasts. Number one, 
It's actually number 291. Journey of Attachment, I Was Raised by Wolves. And number 282, Surrendering to What Is to Create Change. So, of course, I'm always happy you guys tune in. I love doing this. I love sharing. I always want people to get things from this that help them. And I hope this helps you. Um, if anything, just to maybe trigger you or go, oh, shoot, here's somewhere to look that I haven't looked before. This is all towards your own happiness, guys. All of it. I mean, I am happy and I'm not like the happiest person on the planet. Like I don't run around jumping up and down and have balloons coming out of my butt, but I'm happy. <laughs> I have a sense of well-being and that's the key. That's what we all want. You want that because if you don't, then what are you doing? Nobody can give that to you. Only you can give it to yourself. So with saying that, I absolutely honor your questions. So if you have questions, please send them to podcast at tracycrossley.com. And I will answer them on Facebook Live, which is every week on Thursday at 9 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. And if you can't catch it live, you can catch it on YouTube or you can even catch it on my Facebook Live, at uh, excuse me, my Facebook page at a different time. And if you want to take it up a step, I suggest doing my 30-day emotional cleanse for healthier relationships. We made payment plans, so that makes it easy for you. And um, yeah, no reason to deny yourself, okay? All right, you guys, take care. Questions about today's show? Reach out to Tracy at info at tracycrossley.com. And if you're listening on iTunes, please leave a five-star rating for the show so it can be heard by more people. For all things Tracy, check out tracycrossley.com.